This is Get a Real Job, the podcast devoted to people who choose risk over safe bets, who pursue their passion against all odds and are doing what they want, how they want, despite people and sometimes the voices in their own heads telling them they're nuts. When the field that I wanted to work in didn't exist, I created it. The only thing you have to decide is how hard you want to work. I really never went into the design of the restaurant of not succeeding. One way or another, I was going to succeed. I'm your host, Dan Bova, editorial director of entrepreneur.com. Thanks for listening. And now, get a real job. Today's guest is one of the funniest human beings to ever wear a detective uniform. You know Terry Crews as Terry Jeffords on Brooklyn Nine-Nine, among other hilarious roles he's had on things like Everybody Hates Chris, Arrested Development, The Expendables, the list goes on and on. As much joy as this man has brought to us all, he has been through a lot in his life, and he's written a powerful new book, Tough, where he reveals some of the toughest experiences he's been through and shares how he was able to overcome them. Please welcome Mr. Terry Cruz. Terry, how are you? How you doing? How are you? Good to be here. It's so great to talk to you. As I said, uh, you're, you're a funny guy. You bring a lot of joy to people. So thank you for that. Um, this book, uh, well, actually, I did want to start. I know you played for the Rams. So is your Super Bowl ring in the mail? <laughs> well, when, when uh, I played for the Rams, we suck. I mean, we, uh, <laughs> uh, we won three games the whole season. Thank God we didn't have 17 games back there. We lost an extra one, you know. What I mean? So uh, they did invite me to, you know, to watch the, the 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 team this year, which was very. It felt very good to do that. But that's cool. Uh, other than that, you know, I was cheering just like everybody else. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So, uh, so this book is called Tough. And I wanted to ask you first, you know, what does that word mean to you, tough? And has its meaning changed for you over the years? Well, uh, the reason the book is called Tough, basically, is because I had to change what that word meant to me. Um, And my definition of tough, you know, most men live their lives trying to settle scores. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Um, Either it, you know, you live your life almost like a revenge movie, you know, it's right. kind of like payback or taken <laughs> or, you know, any, all the Charles Bronson death right. movies, you know what I mean? And that's a fantasy. I mean, it's really one of the things where, you know, it just makes you feel really good to anybody who ever doubted you, mm-hmm. anybody who ever put you to the side, anybody you can get them back and, you know, success is the best revenge and this kind of thing. And to do that, you had to be tough, like a super tough guy. Right. Well, the, the realization of, of what toughness really, really was blew me away. Um, it happened when my life fell apart. Um, hmm. You know, my wife was, was leaving me. Uh, I was very successful. Um, and I was looking at everything in my life, like, how did I go wrong? Like, how did I miss this? And I, you know, what was wild is that I actually had to go into recovery, a rehab for, you know, uh, pornography addiction. And the thing that hit me there was, you know, the, the influence of the 12 steps, um, be it from alcoholism to drugs, the whole thing. And, 
you know, it starts with this serenity prayer. And the serenity prayer was kind of blew me away. It's all about accepting what you can't change, having the courage to change what you could, and the wisdom to know the difference. Now, you have to understand, that whole thing really, like, where I found was watershed for me is I realized that I was trying to change things that I couldn't. Mm. You know what I mean? I was trying to control things, control people, control, right. control. And, and that's how my life became. And then I, what I was also realizing is that I wasn't exhibiting any courage to change the things that I could. Mm. So I was powerless at the right. same time. Right. You know what I mean? So it was a reversal of what the serenity prayer was. Yeah. You know what I mean, it, it was I would lie to my family in an effort to control them. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And the question I used to ask was, why doesn't my wife believe me? But the new question I had to ask was, why did I lie? Mm. See, that's two totally different. Yeah. Words. Right. You know what I mean? And then I said, man, I had then I started to realize I have much more power than I ever realized. And this revenge movie was not going to work. I had to choose whether I was going to be a success or or I was going to have revenge. But I couldn't have both. Mm. It was crazy to me. You know what I mean? Like, in your mind, as a man, you're like, yeah. man, I, success is, is going to be my revenge. You know what I mean? Right. And re, that go hand in hand. But I realized that you either had to have one or the other. And this means letting go of all that revenge fantasy of getting people back, of, of trying. I mean, it's wild because we as men, I mean, when you look at even rap music, how misogyny come, you know, you start gangster rappers started off by being dogged out by some girl. And now all of a sudden she's a whatever for the rest of, for all your, you, you can base a whole career on that. Right. Or, in sports, somebody did you wrong and you decide I'm going to take them out. I mean, when I looked at the one thing that hit me when I looked at the last dance with Michael Jordan, he took everything personal. You know yeah. what I mean? It was yeah. like a revenge movie. It was like, yeah. that's how you win. But, but I ended up damaged and hurt with that mentality. And, and I said, true success um, it came from a quote. It blew me away. It said, intelligent decision making sometimes requires us to forget what we've lost and reevaluate the situation as it exists today. And I went, wait a minute, man. I have got to let this stuff go. I have to learn how to just, you know, forgive, cut things, you know, just cut off the past and search for a new path. But that's tough. Yeah. That is tough. When I say tough, it takes, I mean, actually examining everything you're about to that degree, it hurts, man. When I, it's like a, it's like walking on a bed of nails. It's yeah. Like you're, you're literally doing surgery on yourself and not anybody else. And it became, and, and that's what I said. That's my definition of tough. If I could be that tough, tough enough. To handle, to really, really examine who I am and why I do what I do and correct those things that I can change. Woo. That was, that was, that's what the whole book is literally about. Wow. Wow. That, that, that's incredible. Um, you know, in, in the entrepreneur world, 
I think, you know, we, we, we uh, worship these people who, you know, worked 37 hours a day and didn't care about anything. They had this singular vision. I mean, you're obviously still very focused on your career. You're doing amazing things. You, you've written books. How do you balance being focused and in, in accomplishing what you want to accomplish without sacrificing too much on, in other aspects of your life? Well, that, that was the thing. Um, you know, it started with little mistakes. You know what I mean? It started with little lapse in, you know, lapses of judgment. You know what I mean? It's kind of like people who are very, very successful. They can get a little more successful if you cheat just a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like yeah. well, I'm already doing good, but <laughs> I can do a lot better if I just lie about this one little thing. Right. And what happens, you hear you have a cavalcade that starts to happen. And this is the thing I want to warn a lot of very motivated people, just like myself. I'm a super type A personality, okay? And a lot of entrepreneurs that go after it. But the, but the issue is I cared more about the image of who I was than who I actually was, mm. which was crazy to me. See, you're talking about a balance, but if you, one time, I'm, I'll never forget this young actor. He said, man, how do you keep up your image? And I thought, and this is after I went through all this stuff, I said, hey man, there is no image. It's got to be you. Yeah. Like, there is nothing to put out there because this is the thing. When the image transcends who you are, you have to keep feeding that beast. You have right. to keep feeding it. You have to keep doing things that are wrong or whatever. It doesn't matter anymore. Your morality starts to get chipped away to the point where the image becomes everything and the reality is something totally different. This is why my wife walked out. Mm. And I was like, holy cow, I was two people. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And when you're talking about balance, this is what truly balanced me. When I, be, when I did what I said, okay. <laughs> like, when I did what I said I was going to do, all of a sudden I became one person. Mm. Not the image of what it is, you know, because I always say it's funny because being the boss is not, you know, you telling everybody what to do. It's doing everything you told yourself to do makes you the boss. You see what I mean? And it's yeah. two different. It sounds the same, but it's not. Right, and right. Man, oh man, that was a, these things again became watershed moments for me. But remember, the world will praise you for your workaholicness and mm -hmm. your drive and your, you know, you always be praised. So this is the thing. This is why you have to do this yourself. You have to in order to survive, because this is the thing. We've all seen people who are super, super successful, but could, their world is blowing up around them. Right. Um, and, you know, in the workplace, uh, you know, you talked about how it's affected your, your personal life. But how does that attitude, you know, how does it affect the workplace in a negative way where, you know, you're the, the, the job you do is you're with other people. You're working with all kinds of other people. Um, and how does that attitude that you have, how does that have the power to tear down what everyone's working towards? And what does it have the power to bring everyone together for a common goal? Let me tell you, um, I'm a per prime example of that. You know, my time in the NFL, 
Um, you got to understand something. Like an NFL team looks like a team, okay? And it's, they got the logos, they got numbers, it's all good. But what, what you have in there is a bunch of men competing for the same light, for the same gig. So mm-hmm. what happened was, I mean, I could smile at you and be like, hey, I'm, I'm ready to work with you and do all that thing. But I'm secretly trying to destroy you. You know what I mean? With every injury that happens on an NFL field, there's somebody cheering. Yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody in the back because that's my opportunity. You yeah, know what right, I mean? right. Oh, man. And the competition becomes, not, it doesn't become the goal, like like the competition being, all right, we, we have to become better people and all things. The competition becomes you, the mm-hmm. person next to me, the person that I'm working with, the person that we're hand in hand trying to get something done, but I'm secretly trying to destroy you. I was that guy. Wow. And I'm trying to tell you, it leads to nothing. It leads to damaged goods. I'm, mm-hmm. And it's so wild because when when... You can almost see that attitude. And, and once I changed, and I have to say this, which, which blows my mind, once I started to realize and I truly understand that this is the truth, it's not Pollyanna, this is not Kumbaya, this is not ooh, a pie in the sky, that the success of everyone in your circle is your success. Mm. And, I, and it, it, because you think, well, well if, if Johnny makes it, that's going to hurt me, right? No, it doesn't. Because everyone in the circle that that survives and thrives and does well actually helps you in all kinds of ways. Now, it may happen down the road. You may not see it immediately. But I'm telling you, once I got that, what I loved is actually in acting and in in movies and stuff, doing ensemble comedies. It's kind of great because you want the other guy to get the laugh. Mm. What happens is you get it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like when you give, you get. You're and right. These are things that seem to be like, again, kumbaya and wow, 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 but it works. It has never changed. There are principles. And when it's a principle, it just it's part of the law of the universe. You know what I mean? If you give, you get back. And probably you get more back. And the thing I realized is like, but when I saw, try, when every time that I tried to steal the scene or take, you know, make it all about me, the scene sucked. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was just, uh, eh, eh. Or, I, or, or I made a joke at someone else's expense. Right. They're hurt. And I'm left with all the light and the whole thing. I mean, it's good for a minute, but over time, nobody trusts you. Right. Over time, nobody wants to even work with you. And I said, man, this. These things are true and they work. So in the workplace, if you take that attitude of giving as, as opposed to and not competing with your buddies, that's the thing. The people who are around you, you're working this thing together and you and you try to build them up, man, all of a sudden you'll see everybody will come to your aid. All of a sudden, it'll be pretty obvious, you know, you know how success will work for the whole company. More coming up from our guests, but first, a word from our sponsor. 
Being a small business owner can be so fulfilling, rewarding, and let's be honest, a little scary from time to time. Doing your own thing and being your own boss is great, but sometimes it can make you feel like you're all alone, especially when things aren't going so great. Well, the folks at State Farm want you to know you aren't alone. State Farm has thousands of agents who are small business owners too, so they know what it takes to protect everything you work so hard for. State Farm has an assortment of insurance policies for small businesses that can be tailored to your needs. So whether you're a hairstylist, an electrician, or a florist, State Farm agents are ready to help. Learn more and find an agent today at statefarm.com slash small business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode of Get a Real Job is presented by State Farm. And we're back. I love what you said about, about trust. You know, once you've established trust, this person isn't trying to steal my thunder. They're not going to take my great idea and run with it and claim it as their own. It's true. Once everyone's on it with a common goal and there's no egos in the room, it's, it's incredible what people can accomplish. And why is it so hard to get to that point? Yeah, because, again, I, I really think, you know, it's, it's what you believe. You know, it's what you've been told. Um, you know, I, I grew up thinking, hey, man, it's a dog-eat-dog world. You know mm. what I mean? But the thing is, dogs don't eat other dogs. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> Not at all. Have you ever seen a dog eat a dog? <laughs> Never. You know what I mean? You have to challenge these things that are told to you. You know what yeah. I mean? So, and you go, wait a minute. When they start thinking about this, you go, hey, man, dogs actually work together. You know what I mean? If they're in a pack, they're gonna they're gonna work together to make sure they all eat. <laughs> you know, when you examine this stuff, man, and this is another thing I had to uh, understand. Like even the term opportunity, you know, uh, and it's always like, man, man, give me an opportunity, give me an opportunity. But see, if an opportunity is given, it's not an opportunity anymore. It's it's actually charity. Mm. Opportunities are bound; they're hidden. Like mm. charity is given. But opportunity is hidden. It's always hidden. You always have to search for an opportunity. If it was easy, it wouldn't be an opportunity. If everybody could have it, all of a sudden, it's not an opportunity anymore. <laughs> and, and, and you have to start to really, really examine what you've been told and, and start asking really hard questions. And it's, it's hard because even now in the climate and the social climate, it's very, very hard to ask difficult questions, you know, because people are like, well, well, what are you trying to do? And then it's, and people don't trust each other. And then you're talking about, you know, social media where algorithms actually benefit off of fighting and acrimony. Now you have a, you really can't have a really intelligent, nuanced conversation, which is very, very hard. You know, uh, you've been uh, very brave to to come out and talk about some of the things you've experienced in your personal life, in, including a sexual assault. What? How did you find the courage, and why did you want to go public? And what were you? What are you hoping to accomplish? And how has it gone? Have you have you felt the the positive um, results of of going public with things like that? Oh, absolutely. First of all. You know, me going public about my own issues helped me defeat them. Mm. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, 
you know, once I could admit, hey, man, I, I, you know, people say, well, it's impossible to be addicted to pornography, man. You just you're just wired that way. I'm like, hey, man, I don't know what you're talking about, but I couldn't stop. You know, it was like, wait, if, if I can't stop, it's a problem. Right. And yeah. I had to acknowledge that I had a problem. And then I really, once I really started noticing things, is that, is that as I kept remaining quiet about it, it, I started to see it in different ways and see different things that were coming at me, man. I was getting pornographic texts out of nowhere. And I was like, wait a minute, man, I don't even, I don't even know these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I said, you know what? they like, man, you know, you, you should keep it to yourself. I was like, hey, man, porn doesn't keep itself to itself. <laughs> so I started to realize, wait a minute. If I start talking about it, maybe, maybe. And I, I remember doing a Facebook Live back in 20, I think it was 2014. And I said, hey, man, I'm addicted to pornography. I, I, but I went and got help. And mm. I said, I needed help. I needed to get. And I was like, man, I'm just telling you this. This is like the early days of Facebook. Yeah. And I thought I was going to be helping maybe, you know, a couple thousand people, you know, man, hundreds of thousands of people over the years it's probably a couple million people came to me like wow me too you know yeah and i was like wait a minute if you keep this stuff silent it just keeps it keeps power but as soon as you put it out there it loses its power the mm-hmm. same thing happened with the me too movement when these women the strength of the women who came forward about the abuses that harvey weinstein was putting through to them Man, I was like, and I was, I was so inspired. But what was happening is that people were like, ah, these these women, they just, you know, they want their fifteen minutes of fame. They're trying right. to get paid and the whole thing. And then I was like, wait a minute, that happened to me. Yeah, and I hadn't said anything. Yeah. I hadn't done public or anything. But I was like, that happened to me. And I know why I didn't say anything. And I said, man, now I've got to join in with the courage that these women showed. And I said, man. I just got to come forward about what happened and and how it happened and why it went down. And dude, I mean, when I, I'll never forget standing in front of Congress uh, in a Senate hearing all about sexual assault to the, for the Sexual Assault Survivors Bill of Rights. And I was like, me coming forward got me to this point. You hmm. know what I mean? And I went, yeah. how valuable yeah. is your story? How valuable is just your stuff but but the problem is it's tough yeah it's it's embarrassing and right you're going to face this kind of th- see in my head tough was about beating up people uh, you know when i was younger but this is real toughness mm. really standing up for people who can't stand up for themselves actually putting yourself out there as a human being and not as some superhero and not yeah. as some I have it all. I have all the answers. No, man, I didn't have any of the answers. Mm-hmm. And together we can get through this. You know what I'm saying? And, and if you have an answer that can help me, I'll tell you. You can tell me and I'll tell you what could help you. And by sharing, all of a sudden we realize we're not alone. You know, I had so many men, and I mean men in sports, that came to me with the same story that I had. Wow. They had been assaulted either by a doctor or a a family member and all this stuff, man. This stuff happens to men, too. Mm. You know what I mean? And I said, dude, if we talk about it now, we know we're not alone. Yeah. Don't. We always feel alone. 
That that's amazing. That's that's incredibly powerful. And I, and I think something great in there you, that you've been talking about too is you being able to recognize that you've done something that's helping people. You know, you're not. Uh, people definitely have a tendency to beat themselves up a lot. You know, focus on what am I doing wrong? What am I screwing up? But I think it's it's it seems like it's been an incredibly great thing for you emotionally and and you're benefiting from it and you're recognizing the positive uh, results of what you've done. You know, I have to say it's, it's from tearing down the image. You know what I mean? Yeah. I see the image, that's a false Terry Crews, you know? Let me tell you, and this is another thing, there's nothing, when you talk about balance in this whole thing, there is nothing more freeing and more invigorating and more enlightening than being one person. Like meaning what you say, knowing, you know, your stuff is out there, but you know what I mean? You're just, it's so funny because I remember doing it with Old Spice. I remember when I came out with this stuff and they, and they were like, man, maybe we have to let him go. And then they realized they were like, no, he's, he's just a human being. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the, the threat. Was, now, it's not like I got caught in anything. I can't yeah. afford. And I was like, yo, I need some help and I'm getting it. And this and this. Man, it's it's just an eye opener. You know what I mean? Our, our shared humanity. You know, we as, as people, we're more alike than we are different. And mm. that's what we have to realize. We tend to think other people are so much more different than we are. But, but we are 99% alike. All our differences are in that 1%. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is why people can see it and go, oh, man, I recognize that. Yeah. Um, and that makes me feel good, man. And I said, man, I, I, I really, really am loving being this whole person is what I like to call it. That's great. That's amazing. Um, you know, everything that you've talked to, uh, talked on, you, it, it's so inspiring it is, as we said, it's tough. It's difficult to get yourself on on the on that path. What's what's the first step? You know, what's the first step for someone who's really struggling and they know they need help, but they just don't know how to get started. You know, first thing I, I, I look at is it's a business model. It's it's when you look at results. Nothing like looking at that spreadsheet. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm, we're losing money here. <laughs> You know, <laughs> we got to stop that. You know what I mean? Like, you, it's so wild because we do that on in business. We understand it. But in life, we don't. You know, mm -hmm. it's two different worlds. And that's what I had to do. I had to look at my spreadsheet. Like, why is my why is my family not like me right now? You know what I mean? Like, what what are the results here? I like because I'm doing great over here. Yeah. Here, it's just not working. And. And these hard questions, you know, you have to ask people like in your life, you know what I mean? Because let me tell you, anybody who's not going to tell you the truth, you don't want them around you anyway. Mm, right. <laughs> you don't want a bunch of psychopaths. You do not want that. Um, that. That is a disaster. Right. Uh, and what I had is I realized the people who really loved me and the people who I re who really cared about me were, would always tell me the truth. Mm. that's the thing and i was like okay i'm looking at these results and it hurts yeah Again, when i tell you the pain it is very very painful to look at your own faults and this is what the toughness comes from 
It's like walking with a nail in your shoe. Mm-hmm. But sooner or later, when that stuff heals up, man, you're stronger than ever. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, I'm so glad I went through that time. I'm so glad because it saved my life. Mm. It really did. I don't, I don't know where I would be right now. I'll be honest with you. I have yeah. no idea. Wow. Wow. That's incredible. Well, uh, Terry, this has been an amazing talking to you. And uh, this book sounds incredible. Uh, it's called Tough. It's going to be out April 26th. It definitely sounds like something worth picking up. Do you recommend people read your book, Terry? I, I would. I would. It's a recommended reading for anybody, for men, women, kids. Look, a couple cuss words in there, but it, it's okay. <laughs> Nothing they haven't they heard. You hear before. the same stuff in school. It's okay. right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Terry. Well, uh, so great talking to you, and it's it, you're you're uh, you've brought so much joy to to people watching your your work. So, thank you for that, and uh, we hope to see you in all kinds of awesome things in the future. So great talking to you, man. Well, thank you, Dan. Thank you so much. Have a good one. All right, you too. That's our episode, folks. Hope you enjoyed it. Get a Real Job comes out every Tuesday. So be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you harvest your favorite podcasts. Leave us a review. Give us a share. Don't make me big people. Go to entrepreneur.com for new episodes of this and to listen to our other great podcasts. Thanks.